Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Welcome back to Living the Dream Outdoors. I'm Bill Cooper, and I have with me Damon Spurgeon of Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, and of course also he's hooked up with Chris Nelson and Tandem Fly Outfitters over at Stockton Lake. And But, uh, Damon, you have, uh, boy, expanded your adventure, so to speak, in the last few months, hooking up with Chris Nelson of Tandem Fly Outfitters. I, I, I have. You know, we've kind of kind of threw a curveball there, and now we're starting to chase a lot of um, warm water species, you know, the, the spinning gear and, and all that, which, you know, really... Uh, growing up fly fishing, I did just as much spin fishing as I did fly fishing, you know. So, to me, fishing's fishing. You know? <laughs> well, it's certainly paying off for you now. But uh, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, you started like about uh, three years ago. It, it, exact, almost exactly three years ago. Yeah. Well, well, it's been an incredible ride, and it's been an incredible series of stories for me because I've kind of followed along on your heels, made quite a few trips with you, spun off a lot of article material. You've been on a radio program numerous times, and uh, so far it's been a pretty good ride. It, it has, you know, and, and you know, all the experience guides and people that have been doing this for a while that, that I've spoken with in, in you know, the first couple years of being in business is they said you get over that third year and and you're you know you pretty well are set and so we're there and things have continued to hum right along you know with the exception of the last two months and the madness but but it's been you know anything but normal for everybody so I boy that's absolutely true but uh oh i think the good old american citizens you know we've been uh have quite a reputation as Americans of being able to adapt and overcome. And uh, that's certainly, I, I know, a feature that's been an everyday part of your life as, as you've progressed through the adventure of being a guide. But what, what makes an individual want to be a fishing guide? Uh, a lot of people think, that's, a, that's an excellent question, but a lot of people think that the the love of fishing, which is a large part of it, but there's so many other factors that that go into it, and uh, you know, being able to socialize when you're with a client or clients for oh gosh, six, seven, eight hours a day, and you're on a boat or you're, you know, the for somebody that you just met, you've got to uh, you got to have a lot of conversation pieces and <laughs> and and be a chameleon of sorts and. And, um, you know, the underlying factor is, and one of the main conversation pieces is always going to be the fish. So, you know, it's never a bad thing if you're talking about fish or fishing anyway. And, and, um, you know, that you, you're there to provide answers for the questions and, and all that stuff. And, and, and really, you know, it, it just takes just unadulterated love for the sport. You know, and and at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. So, 
Well, I've seen a lot of guides uh, over the decades and seen a lot of them come and I've seen a lot of them go. But uh, you made the statement, you know, if you can make it through that third year, well, you're pretty well set because you build a, a client base. And But there's still kind of some serious steps that you go through in that growth process because I've watched you adapt your business and maybe when things weren't exactly what you thought they would be or wouldn't operate the, the way you thought they would when you first started out. So what's been some of the difficulties that you've run into with this dream business that you've created? Uh, you know, the fly fishing side of it is, as a lot of people know, there locally with the, the local river systems and stuff is, you know, the, the, uh, the high water events, you know, things that are out of your control that, um, you know, a lot of people and, and, uh, it's it's hard. I, I was a big advocate for people that travel distances to come fish that, you know, I'd like to be that voice for somebody that can just call me, you know, and ask, Hey, how's the water? Um, it, you know, that, that, that's, that's one of the obvious ones, but, um, adversity is, is, uh, it's a, like I said before, it's a, it's almost like being a chameleon of sorts that, that every client, every trip is different, you know, and, and some people may want to catch, uh, you know, uh, one fish as opposed to a hundred fish and, and really working all the, the intimate details out beforehand helps, you know, and, and that was kind of a learning curve, you know, but once you, you kind of got that down and, and are able to uh, get all those things established before you go is 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 a plus and that took me a little while to learn but once you know talking to a lot of other guides and stuff like that you're able to work that stuff out so that was definitely the biggest one you know well i'm I'm sure that's true and uh, you you mentioned dealing with with people and uh, i guess it's fun in the respect that you know that people are coming out to have fun because um, people love the water. And you, you added a new dimension to it when you picked up a drift boat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that was one of my big dreams of sorts is the Merrimack especially is a, is a river system that's intricate in and of itself. And, and by that, I mean that access is, is, is limited you know, there's really three access points there, and a lot of the same water gets, uh, you know, fished pretty hard. And subsequently, two of those accesses are, are Cardiac Mountain or Cardiac Hill yeah. and um, Suicide Hill. So their name is <laughs> follows them well. Yeah, indicative uh, of uh, what's coming absolutely. ahead. Absolutely. And I got to say, you know, particularly at my age, uh, just the names of those hills uh, tells you that it's going to be a tough to get in and going to be tough to get out. And I would think that would be a, a big plus for your business because you generally begin your trips where? Usually at Highway 8. Now, there's there's some exception to that with, with you know, Wes Swede, the, the um, director out at Merrimack Spring Park. He... Uh, he helps a lot. You know, if, if we have low water events or something, we can put in there at the park, which helps. Right. Um, but that's kind of a emergency only, you know, contingency plan. But we usually start the trips at Highway 8 there, right at uh, past the park, 
there outside of St. James and, and put in there. And, and of course in the trips at Scott's Ford or the local snow to hog trough. Um, but it's, you know, a good eight, nine miles. And, and the drift boat's so crucial on the fact that a lot of those accesses are so brutal on, on getting not so much in, but getting out is, uh, it makes it tough to fish a full day and, and, uh, in, not have that in the back of your mind about the uh, the trip out and going up that hill, but it, you know I get a lot of clients that have fished that in their younger days and and are just physically unable to do it anymore, and and being able to sit in that good comfortable boat and and float down the river and and fish areas that are inaccessible by foot um, is is a huge huge benefit for us. Well, I can certainly see that, and I've been in that boat a number of times. So, uh, if you've never been in a drift boat, you certainly need to give Damon a, a call because that's just an incredible experience. Of course, I've put in thousands of miles on the Ozark streams over the decades, but to be able to sit in front of that drift boat, you know, hey, you can relax. I mean, it's a comfortable seat. You stand up to fly fish. You know, you got to kind of guarded rail there that kind of cups you in tight so you don't have to worry about tumbling out it it hits you about mid-thigh and I, you know you can actually lean into that and it helps with the fly casting as well because you you got a, a stable platform that you can operate from but one thing I enjoy most is just because I've always paddled my own canoes or kayaks mm-hmm. you know and that takes a lot of effort mm-hmm. uh, and it also takes a lot of attention. You got to be paying attention what's going on, what's coming up around the bend. But I can sit in the seat in front of that clacker craft boat. I don't have to worry about any of that. And it, 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 it's really, you know, I think my dad put it best. Is the it, it took him a little while being so busy that he he was finally able to to get in that boat. And he said it's about like driving in an old Crown Victoria. <laughs> and and it really is, you know. So. But as far as one thing is with the the Merrimack, especially each high water event changes it. So you really have to be cognizant of, of what may have washed in or washed out and look ahead of you. And, and the ability to anchor is the biggest, I think, in, in regards to the fishing and being able to find the fish and then anchor up and set up and, and orient the boat in a fashion that, that you can make effective cast depending on skill level and, and get as close as you need to. And it allows people to, and you've seen it firsthand, have numerous hundred plus fish days. You know? Oh, absolutely. And that's the incredible and beautiful thing about the Merrimack. Now, I, I'm always bragging on our conservation department, but boy, they're doing an incredible job of stocking the Merrimack with the brown trout. Now, and another incredible thing about being in that front seat, you know, you can take time in spots that you're not stopping to fish, but you can really investigate that, that river, man. And it's amazing what you see in the water as you're going downstream. And, of course, everybody gets excited when they get to see a, a bunch of brown trout in, in the stream. And it just, in total, was it just an incredible experience that I, I think every fisherman, not just fly fishermen, ought to ought to 
enjoy and participate in at least once in their lifetime. Well, Damon, boy, I'll I tell you, when you're talking fishing and the things that's near and dear to your heart, uh, time flies. Well, it's great fun. And then in your business, so uh, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, you've expanded a little bit. You've got a little help. I now. do. In, in, in the way of help, it, it was a huge blessing. And in being able to meet um, uh, this individual, it's his name is Mike Sexton, and um, there's there's a separate story as to how we met. That's that's for another day. Um, but Mike is truly one of the best fly fishermen for sure in the country, if not the world. And well, that's that's you know he's got the resume to to absolutely back that up. Um, he's been a member of Fly Fishing Team USA since its inception, and they first started going to world competitions. And I think in total, he's fished in six national championships, seven world championships. And, of course, he was gonna supposed to go to the Worlds this month in the Czech Republic. But, of course, with the, the virus and things like that, they've, they've pushed that back to September. Um but it uh, he he's truly a a fly fisherman that can diagnose water probably as good better than anybody I've ever met, and to have him on board is is truly truly a blessing. For you sure, know, I'm sure it is. But uh, when you listen to his resume, it kind of conjures up all kinds of ideas of adventure and and man experience and some truly, really wild places. But I was fortunate enough to get to float down uh, all three of us in that uh, Clacker Craft boat, and it was an incredible experience for me to be able to watch uh, Mike fish. I, I tell you, it's a beautiful thing to see somebody be able to use a, a fly rod the way that man could do it. But to see the two of you teamed up together, that was quite a team. I, I'm, I'm sure the brown trout were shivering in the, Absolutely. In the water Absolutely. With, with you guys for floating by, but I, I had the distinction, too, to be able to stop on the gravel bar and uh, whip up some uh, steak fajitas for no. lunch, and, and uh, that wasn't too bad a deal, hey, either. You can't beat them. You can't beat them. Oh, I, I tell you, it's such a simple meal. Of course, I've I'm, I'm just been a diehard over the decades about eating good food in the outdoors, you know. I, I can remember when I first started camping and floating the rivers, you know. It was a lot of stuff out of a can because it mm -hmm. was so, I thought, quick and convenient, but there's nothing quicker to make than steak fajitas right out, out on the gravel bar. You and it, it always tastes better on the gravel bar, too. Boy, it, it does. I tell you, that little bit of sand you get in mm -hmm. it, it just mm -hmm. <laughs> makes for a wonderful experience. But uh, you've made quite a transition here in the last few months by hooking up with Chris Nelson over Tandem Fly Outfitters on Stockton Lake here in Southern Missouri. And it's it's just been a, a wonderful thing for me to watch to bring, uh, I knew both of you and introduced you guys, and it's just been like magic when uh, you two guys came together and got your business heads together and began to work together. It, it, and now I, th I think as far as the Missouri Oaks are concerned, uh, You've got the best of both worlds. Going on. Absolutely, you know we're in full swing now with post-spawn walleye, and and um, you've got to see a little bit of that over the last few days, and and uh, you know it's really a fun bite as as far as getting those walleye, and, and right here in the Ozarks, you know with 
as far as sized walleye, Stockton's getting there. It, it you know, Bull Shoals carries a lot of big, big fish. Um, but, you know, sheer numbers, uh, I think Stockton's really the face of Missouri walleye as far as numbers go. And, and um, you know, we've got a lot, a lot of interest in that. And it's a bit, you know, it really goes hand in hand with fly fishing. You know, people can come into the Ozarks and, and drive a couple hours to get an experience that would ultimately be a thousand thousands of dollars trips to head out west when well, you can do the same here you don't have to go into canada which is a popular walleye destination but you can you know shoot right down into into uh stockton missouri and, and get on plenty of walleye you know and and as far as table fare for anybody that hasn't had a walleye, it, oh my. It, it's hard to beat. It's, oh my! But I, I tell you what, I've eaten a lot of them over the decades. I, I say a lot. I've eaten a lot more crappie and catfish and that sort of thing. But nowhere do I think you can find walleye better than what uh, Miss Nelson cooks right here at Stone Creek Lodge. Unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, uh, I wouldn't want to give her recipe away. Of course, I don't no. know. I don't no. know all the details, but she takes a walleye flays often and wraps them in, in bacon. And boy, I'm, I'm telling you, she must stand right over the stove and keep an eyeball on those things because they come out perfect every time. And I think she has her own sauce that she creates that goes with them. But it's worth a trip over just for that meal. For sure. But for sure. The, but what a beautiful setting here, and uh, Chris and Amanda Nelson. Uh, sit right on Stockton Lake here. Very easy to get to. One of the bridges that crosses the lake is right here. Got a great little uh, motel set up here. It's everything a fisherman could dream of, man. A hundred percent, you know, and, and, and Chris has done, for those that are familiar with, with fishing, Chris is, is right up at the top. He is truly one of he's about like like my my you know and they they make it look easy and and you know the short time i've been with chris i've learned so much that it, it's incredible and he always knows where they're at in, in regards to the weather and and um, how you can kind of roll with the punches and change your your methods and and things like that and and it, it sure helps that he and I both is we just eat, sleep, and breathe it, and and that's a large part of it, you know. And yeah, that makes for a great combination too. For sure, for I have sure. been fed very fortunate in the last two or three years here to have hooked up with both of you, and I got to say, you know, and I'm not saying anything I haven't said a thousand times already in articles and presentations, and just you know, bump into fishermen all the time. What do you talk about? You talk about fishing, you know? absolutely, and. Uh, I've made the statement many times as far as uh, my experience in fly fishermen. I, I think you're absolutely number one, and and I think the, all the material we've gathered over the last two or three years, photographs, video, I've got it backed up. And uh, when it comes to crappie fishing, Chris Nelson is absolutely incredible. I've never seen anyone who can put crappie in the boat as consistently as Chris Nelson and uh, you know you have to say the same thing about the walleye mm -hmm. and uh, I was so impressed first time I came over about three years ago in February you like froze me to death but, <laughs> but you know just a horrible day I, I don't think we saw another boat out on the lake that day and uh, it, yeah the water was a little rough the 
it was raining and blowing and it got serious enough we had to run for cover for about an hour but as soon as it settled down we were right back out there and finished up limits of crappie and and then Chris made a move only 150 yards I'd love to watch his graphs to see this creek bed materialize you know and there's these dots all along and Chris is pointing to that's walleye mm -hmm. you got to be kidding me you know and, uh, Dropped that jig head with a worm on it, caught one on my first cast, and just a matter of like 30 minutes, three of us had limits of walleye. Mm -hmm. and, and then it's time to go eat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and really, you know, that's that's that firsthand knowledge of, of being on the water every day, you know, and and being able to, with the graphs now, and there's so many things out there that are just incredible resources to, to be the individual fishermen on the water that... Um, you know, it, it goes back to that. If you know how to do it the old way, then you'll always have that fallback. And um, Chris has had the, the experience and, and able to pass that knowledge on that that um, allows us to be pretty, you know, consistent in regards to fish numbers and, and able to, to get people on fish any given day, which is a huge part of it. And, and oh, it, it really is that consistency, and, and he's just phenomenal with the social media because he just keeps it, – it's marvelous to watch. He takes mm -hmm. clients out on, on the uh, lake, and you're now doing that as well, and you guys get back here to the lodge, you know. You, uh, I mean, it makes for long, long days the services that you guys provide, but never fails. He takes those fish and puts them on a stringer or displays them on a table there and takes pictures with the clients. It, they're going to show up on the, on his website and on, on the social media. And, you know, everybody, particularly fishermen, we like to see a picture of mm -hmm. themselves with mm -hmm. that nice big stringer of fish or that big fish of a lifetime. Yep. I mean, we saw that in crappie just yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, lady boy had two slab crappie just as big as they come anywhere, you know. And uh, the grin on her face was just priceless. Man. And particularly, you guys take a lot of kids, too, and that takes extra patience. Mm -hmm. And we had a little guy out there yesterday posing with a stringer of crappie and walleye that was longer than he was tall, you know. And, uh, man, I know when I try to print those pictures and glare off of his teeth or crappie, <laughs> be something to deal with. But... You know, as, as guides, as tired as you get, as long as the hours are, but that's got to be one of the greatest rewards that you see in guiding. Mm -hmm. And it, it really is, you know, and, and being a father myself, it's it's that same feeling I get when my boys, you know, catch a fish or a big fish and, and seeing that smile and and you just know, and it may be within the first five minutes and it may be in the last five minutes, but we're going to work nonstop to get that smile. And once you see it, it's you've done your job and that makes you're not tired anymore, you know, and, 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 um, you're able to make that dream come true and there's nothing better. You, you bet. And, and you got to know too, that you're instilling something in them that they can do for the rest of the life. Hey folks, you're traveling down the road or just sitting at home. Don't go away. We're going to be right back with more of Living the Dream Outdoors. I'm Bill Cooper with Damon Spurgeon. Thanks for joining us and keep living the dream. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, 
Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, The Fly Rod Journals, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.